0: Welcome to Happiness and Inside Job. This is episode 66, Approaching Life with Curiosity, and I'm your host, Connie Atkinson. Happiness and Inside Job is the go-to resource for Christian parents wanting to effectively communicate with teenage and young adult children utilizing powerful life coaching skills. What if I told you your children don't need to change anything in order for you to have a fulfilling relationship with them? You can change everything about your relationships with others by merely changing the way you think about them. Imagine the power you find when you stop depending on others for change and you create the change. Suddenly, you stop being the victim and you become the hero of your life. So, tonight, my family got together to play a game called Codenames. Essentially, there are two teams, and there are words that each team is supposed to guess, words that neither team is supposed to guess, and one word that if you guess, the game is over. It's the Black Eight Ball. So, here we were with this highly competitive bunch. It's boys against girls, and clearly, the more words that you can guess, get your team to guess with a single clue, the further ahead you're going to be. I was giving the clues to two of my daughters. My clue was apple for two, and the first guess they made was genius. I could not understand why on earth I would give the word apple, and they would pick the word genius. Now, after a few minutes to digest their answer, I realized where they were going with it. The previous clue had been something about iTunes, and so they immediately thought, genius bar. So that was really kind of a genius answer on their part. On the other hand, the cards I was hoping they would choose were poison and chocolate. Poisonous apple, chocolate-covered apple. I had given my clue with so much confidence that they would be thinking the same way I was thinking, that I didn't even stop to think about how they would be thinking. The truth is, they quickly recovered from their thought error once once my other daughter got off her phone and decided to pay attention to the game. She immediately picked out both poison and chocolate, and they were able to add those to the end of other answers. We didn't quite recover enough in order to win the round, but boy, did we laugh hard. And not to brag or anything, but the girls did prevail three games out of four. We were clearly way more in sync with each other's thought processes than the boys were. Of course, as a life coach, I love this study that this game provides. It's so interesting how people can look at the same set of words and yet they have such completely different experiences with each of those different words that their thoughts about them are so different that sometimes we cannot even in our wildest imaginations understand where the other person is coming from. Life is so often like that. I had a good friend call me this week and she was an absolute hysterical tears. She and her husband had sat down to watch the exact same movie. Her husband had picked the movie and honestly had no idea why his wife was so hysterically upset. Now, one tool that I frequently use in order to make it through a particularly emotional movie is to take a few deep breaths and remind myself this is fiction. These are actors on a screen getting paid to do a job. On this particular day, my friend was not able to separate herself from the fiction on the screen. She did not see actors. She saw her mother very vividly. She saw her mother and her mother's battle with cancer. That movie became so emotional for her that she was literally reliving her mother's death all over again. Of course she was hysterically bawling. She truly felt as if she had just lost her mother. And the only explanation she could manage to come up with in her wildest imagination is that her husband had intentionally tortured her. Clearly, you would only do this to a person if you absolutely hated them and you wanted them to be as miserable as possible. This was a story that on this particular day, my friend believed with her whole heart. Now, I don't even know what the name of the movie was, but her husband saw something completely different than she did. What he saw, he's a sci-fi fanatic and a computer guy and When he watched this movie, what he saw was this man who defied science. He defied death, and instead of dying when the odds were stacked against him, he figured out a way to freeze his body and come back in a time when they were able to cure his cancer. And while he couldn't get past how cool the science was behind the whole idea, his wife couldn't get past The horror of reliving her mother's death all over again. Now, as a third-party observer, this story is kind of a little bit funny to just notice how differently two people saw the same situation. It's also a little fascinating to notice that two people were watching the same exact movie on a screen, but yet they saw two totally different things. It's also a little bit sad to realize how much contention this caused and what a big fight they ended up getting into. Now, the most interesting part to me is while this story was fresh in my mind, it was amazing to me how many parallels I saw between this story and what happened to my good friends and how many times this actually happens in my own life almost on a daily basis. Now let's take my teenagers, for example. I may feel like I'm trying to be a good communicator and trying to show interest in them and what's going on in their lives. And sometimes they interpret that as me trying to micromanage them and make their lives as completely miserable as possible. It used to be that these situations made me quite frustrated and sometimes a lot angry. Now, these differences in the way that we view the world, they don't just show up between parents and children. I've noticed that in my life, they sometimes show up with my husband, sometimes with my parents or in-laws, sometimes it's with my siblings, or maybe somebody I don't even know very well, like a store clerk. What I do know is that I don't like to feel angry. Rather than just sitting around simmering in my anger, there's a few simple techniques that help me get over things a lot faster than I used to before. The first is to just remember, there is usually a very logical explanation for why people do the things that they do. So I first like to look at the situation with curiosity. What is it that they could possibly be thinking that would cause them to act this way? It's kind of even fun to be a little creative and come up with as many different scenarios as your brain can possibly come up with. So if I'm really being curious about the position that my teenagers find themselves in right now, the truth is from one day to the next, they stopped going to school. Now this seemed like a really great plan at first. They were super excited about no school. Until they realized they were going to have to do all the same work, only from home, and stuff that the teachers used to explain, they got only a brief explanation and they had to figure it out on their own. I had a daughter who's missing out on a trip to New York, a daughter who had a great part in a school play, and she was super excited about collaborating with her friends and working on that and spending time in groups, large groups of people In preparation for this play, she was going to be spending practically 24 7 at the school collaborating with her friends to pull this off. And instead, she's at home 24 7 with her mom and her dad and her sisters. I have another daughter who had a huge dance production coming up, and now they're doing the best they can to continue preparing for this dance production via Zoom. There are some really good things that are happening in their lives and they're also going through a lot of disappointments. One thing they're definitely feeling is a loss of control. So it's really helpful for me to take a step back and really look at a, at this situation with curiosity. It really helps me view my teenagers in a totally new light. Understanding that they have just lost control over so many areas in their life, I can really consider in what ways can I allow them to have control? If I'm asking questions about their lives and they view that as one more area that they're losing control Maybe I can really take a look at the way I'm phrasing my questions and help them understand that I just love them. I care about them. I'm here to help them. And they're free to manage their own schedule as long as they get it all done. We as humans are definitely always looking for things that we can control. And when we feel a lack of control, we feel panic. Our kids have the same need to feel control that we do. So just understanding this about them has really helped me to really take a look at our routine and figure out what other things can I give them control over? The more things they feel like they can control, the more peace they're going to feel in their lives. And the truth is, I don't need to control everything. It actually is doing me a favor if I allow them to take over a meal here or there, or just have a conversation with them about what things in their life and in our family routine are most important to them to be in charge of. All right, now I don't know how things work at your house, but my husband and I don't always see eye to eye and agree on everything. One strategy that's really helped me in overcoming these disagreements and just in knowing how to deal with them, is I take a step back and I ask myself the question, maybe he's right. In what way is he right? Again, in these situations, curiosity can also be a very powerful tool to just really sit back and consider, what is he thinking? In what way is his strategy to handle this situation even better than the strategy I thought I had come up with that was so great? All right, my friends, I am going to keep this one short and sweet, but my advice to you is just approach life with curiosity. Give people the benefit of the doubt. It's so different to head into a difficult conversation with somebody when your attitude is, please help me to understand versus you are a complete moron and I cannot believe you did this. This exercise of stretching our creativity and coming up with as many possible scenarios as to why a person may have acted the way they did or said what they did, all of this work that we do prior to having a conversation with them, if that's what we need to do, sometimes we do such great work. Coming up with ideas on why they took the action that they did, we don't even need to talk to them because we've already explained it to ourselves. Mm -hmm. And if a conversation is still necessary, all of this work that we do to really be curious and get our creative juices flowing on why they might have done it, it's so helpful in making sure that we really approach the situation with curiosity. Help me understand, rather than approaching a conversation with frustration and anger. Honestly, curiosity feels so much better. Good luck, my friends. We are going to make it through this quarantine and this crazy pandemic. I will see you all again next week.